Right, I am recording it ready, but I'll give you a minute. Okay, I need one more. Do you want me to give you a recommendation? No. Yeah. MCU. No. <laughs> well, I don't want to hate myself. What if I should find something on my list that you can copy? No. I'll have it in a minute. I've got a great one. What right. is it? I'll tell you one that's on my list, and I would love it if we could watch it and talk about it. Conspiracy Theory. Okay. Mel Gibson. Yeah. All right. All right. I got 10. Perfect. Episode 976, Top 10 Things We Want to Rewatch by Episode 1075. A carefully considered list. Very carefully considered. We'll give the background in just a moment, but first... Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christian Bring New Theology at Warp Speed. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DeVono, and I definitely didn't just do 60% of my list okay. in the last five minutes. It's all right. So, Matt, I'm excited because you let me give you uh, one suggestion for the list. So, I'm going to tell you how I came across my list or how I developed it. Then I want to yeah. hear your process. <laughs> and I actually really do because uh, during the last episode, you heard part of what I was saying in order to construct your list. Yeah. So, I'm interested in where you're getting your movies from. Okay. So, for me, there's... A handful of movies that I've been wanting to get to. I've had them in my mind. I even I have watch lists I make in Letterbox. Right. And oh, that's for, a good idea. And for whatever reason, I, I just I'm not getting to these. And so I want to knock some things out. Some you'll recognize, some you might be surprised about. So I'm using this list this year. I'm just gonna be honest with the listeners and with you, Ben. It's kind of my to-do list. It's it's the yeah, things it's like I, a chore. Things I think I'll things I think I will enjoy, but I guess you could think, not a chore like I don't want to do it, but it is sort of like, I want to get to this. This will guarantee I get to these movies. Yeah, it's like a, a chore you want to do. So because of that, I think there'll be some here that you're surprised by and some that you're like, okay, well, whatever. All right. How about you? How did you develop your list? of? So you had four coming into tonight. You, yeah, I did. You found your last six just in the last half hour. Yeah. So what did you do? You went to Letterboxd? Yeah, I went to Letterboxd and then I just pulled up all the movies I'd seen and I started scanning. <laughs> <laughs> that was that. <laughs> but then you, you helped me out with one. All right. All right. Number 10 for me. Are you ready? So mine are not going to be... Well, we have a shared one. Do you want to... Should we start with that? Sure. Well, no. I got that later. Just bring it up when I bring mine up. Okay. I'll start. Number I'll follow your lead. Number 10. I have recently been watching, re-watching the Bourne series. Now, I do enjoy the trilogy. I hadn't seen Bourne Legacy since the theater until a recent rewatch. Same experience with Jason Bourne, which is my number 10. This is... The fourth movie with Matt Damon. I went into this viewing at the theater so excited because I loved the original trilogy. I loved Matt Damon in this role. I had extremely high expectations, and I kind of hated Jason Bourne. You've not seen it, correct? Would you say you you came out Jason bored? Maybe. I can't remember if I was bored or just disappointed, but I'm going to use that joke if I am bored on this viewing. So for my number 10, I'm going to be rewatching Jason Bourne. More like Jason Bored, am I right? <laughs> For some reason, I, I have my predictor rating at three, even though I feel kind oh, of angry shoot. towards this. I forgot that part. You want to skip that for tonight? No, no, no. I'm, I'm going to... Just make it up on the spot. Yeah. All right. Number 10 for you, Ben. Uh, there's a French movie that came out in the early 2000s. No, no. This is one of the four. So okay. I, I'll let you Start know. with the four. Well, this, so this one was legit. <laughs> <laughs> Called Brotherhood of the Wolf. I think it's like a where I've seen this movie in the early 2000s. I think it's like a werewolf movie. At least I think there's something supernatural in this movie. All right. Uh, so I'm going to predict three and a half stars. All right. Sounds good. 
All right, my number nine is a movie that was highly recommended to me by our friends, the Rainies. Yeah. And I don't remember the context of why I received this present from them, but they gave me a copy of this movie. I know what movie it is. Tell me. Hunt for Red October. That's right. It's the Hunt for Red October. I typically like Jack Ryan films. I remember being so-so on the Hunt for Red October, but I really want to give it a second chance. And What, what Jack Ryan films do you like? Uh, Aren't they all... All the rest of them are pretty much crap. I remember liking The Sum of All Fears. <laughs> um, let me... What? <laughs> I'm trying to think what other ones are. Well, there's one called Jack Ryan, Shadow Recruit. I was... Uh, I think it was medium to medium point five. So... Well, just tell me out here. What, what other movies am I missing? Uh, oh, Harrison Ford, Patriot, Patriot Games, Games, and Clear, Clear and Present yeah. Danger. Actually, I didn't really like so those. So, for whatever reason, they let Tom Clancy do a commentary on the Sum of All Fears yeah. DVD. I haven't listened to the whole thing, but I've listened. There's clips of it on YouTube, and he's just trashing the movie. He hates it, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like, I, again, I say I don't know why they let him do it because you'd think the studio wouldn't want that because he's trashing their movie. Yeah. But what a brilliant idea! <laughs> Author hates the movie. <laughs> like, that's what every author should work into their contract when they sell the movie rights. Oh, yes. Whether I love this or hate it, I get to do a commentary track on the DVD when it comes out. That makes out. me want to find the DVD so much. Right. And rewatch Some of All Fears <laughs> and hear his thoughts. Yeah, so yeah, I feel like this could be a movie that I like more. And you were saying in the last episode that uh, you like Drive more because some of your sensibilities have changed. I don't know if my sensibilities have changed, but possibly a little bit. Yeah. So let's give it a chance. So I'm predicting three and a half. Have you ever read any of the Tom Clancy novels? No, I was going to ask you the same question. I haven't. I've read uh, pretty much all of them, I think. You know, not not the ones that they he just slapped his name on because he's still writing books even though he's been dead for 10 years. But I, I believe I read all of the Jack Ryan novels. I think so. Once you get through James Bond, we should do... Yeah. Ryan, Jack Ryan, the like Clancy a, era. Yeah. They're very long. Would you want to? I mean, do you have any plans to reread them someday? Yeah, I, I have the first couple on Audible. I just, I haven't been wanting to do it while we've been doing Wheel of Time. Yeah. Because they're like 50 hours long. Man, if you are, let's just come back to this idea because we could potentially do a series. We I'm, can revisit post Wheel of Time, okay. which should be yeah. middle of next year. All right. Number nine for you. Uh, number nine. This one's going to shock you. Avatar. I am shocked. <laughs> I mean, if ever there, because I, I thought to myself, because I saw this in theaters, and it was, you know, okay. And I thought, if the, if I'm ever in my life going to rewatch Avatar, this is yeah. the year to do it. Okay. Why is this the year? Because Avatar 2 is coming out next so year. So if you end up magically liking it this time? Right. Then you'll come over to my house and watch it on Disney Plus? Avatar 2? No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't support Disney Plus. <laughs> uh, You're still supporting Disney if you go to the theater. Yeah, but I'm not supporting Disney Plus. All right. All so right. Avatar, I'm predicting two stars. All right. Number eight for me. This will be a surprise to listeners. I don't know if you'll necessarily have a thought one way or another, but I did not like Ghostbusters. Yeah, that is a shame. But I think you gave me the digital code. Yeah. So I have it. I have easy access to it. And it feels like I've only seen this once. This should be one that I rewatch. I remember as a kid, I watched the cartoon and I really liked the cartoon. I don't know what it was about the movie. I don't think I've even seen Ghostbusters 2. Have you seen both of them there? I've seen the second one once. Okay. Anyways, I'm going to watch the first one. Uh, ben, thank you for the digital code. I'll be watching that for free, thanks to you. And uh, I'm hopeful that I'll like it more. I'm cautiously optimistic, and I predicted a 3.5 star rating. All right. Another one that might surprise you. Tenet. 
I'm not surprised. I was thinking about adding this to my list. Yeah. Be- but, and this was, we're still in the four, so this was thought out. This wasn't a lazy thrown yes. in pick. I mean, I, I would like to watch Tenet with closed caption on. That's why I want to do it. Okay. So because we're on I, the same exact page. Yes. It's impossible to hear. I, so I, I'm going to predict three stars. I'm not predicting this is going to be a, a winner, but who knows? I love Christopher Nolan enough where I feel like I need to give it one more chance. Yeah. Or alternately, like the other thing with, with rewatching this is that if I rewatch it again and it's still crap, it feels like the type of movie then where it could expose other things in his other movies. Oh, I thought you were going to say maybe this is a turning point for Nolan. Like, maybe he's done what he can do. Well, that could be too. But don't you ever have the experience where suddenly you see something or read something by somebody you liked a lot mm-hmm. and it just exposes all their flaws and everything else? Mm, possibly. Yeah, I guess that has happened. I was thinking, I know you don't agree with this, but I wasn't extremely impressed with Dunkirk. I liked it. Just, but you don't like war movies. Okay. All I'm saying it's, is... It's like that your means whole, I hate America, wow. anti-patriotic bias. That's, and that movie wasn't even about America. <laughs> you know, just in case listeners are wondering, I, I think it probably ties more into war movies tend to be gory. I don't like gory movies. So yeah, I don't typically like war movies. But that one wasn't particularly gory. No. Do you remember? Uh, no. no. It, it, Dunkirk's phenomenal. Dunkirk is another one I considered for this list. It's not on my list. I've only seen it once with you in the theater. I loved it. In fact, as I look at my number seven, I could imagine that you'll think, yeah, you should have put Dunkirk or or uh, Tenet in here. So are you ready for my number seven? Yeah. So we got to get right to it. Titanic. What? Yep. Guess what? This is coming to HBO Max, I think? No, Netflix. It's coming to one of the streaming services next month. I'm going to watch it. So we're both watching subpar... We're watching James te- Cameron. Te- technically excellent, but subpar James Cameron movies. <laughs> I just, I re- we're gonna do a seven hour back to back. This may be a surprise, but I remember liking this one. However, I haven't seen it now in fifteen years. It's fine. Yeah, like I don't hate Titanic. I don't hate. Like I didn't hate Avatar right. either. Oh, I, I kind of hated Avatar once. I just like I don't understand the the point. Yeah. So I saw Titanic in the movie theater. I was not allowed to see Titanic in the movie theater. I think it was in theater so long, I think I saw it twice with two different groups of people. Because there were too many boobies in it. It did have some nudity listeners, <laughs> yeah, so watch out. Not no nudity, though. Uh, so that's double disappointment. <laughs> this is getting weird. <laughs> so I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm saying predicted rating of four stars. Okay. All right, what do you got for number seven for you? Uh, the HBO show Carnival. I've only oh, watched this once. Okay. This is a really good show, so I'm going to predict four and a half stars. Okay, good. I'm excited to hear about this. All pick. right. What, that I, is the end of my planning. This is another, I mean, you have a good list this year. Carnival is another one I've been intrigued by. I don't know a lot about it, but I remember years ago what I did here seemed like something I'd be interested in. Can I ask you, you know me, would this be something I should explore? Yeah, I think so. Because you've also recommended Deadwood, which is on my list. Yeah. Would you recommend Deadwood first? Yes, or, Deadwood's okay. a better show. So... Okay, maybe just let me know when you start watching Carnival, and I'll consider it. Because it's only two seasons, right? Or yeah, one unfortunately. Season? Okay, But that one, as opposed to Rome, which we talked about in the last episode, Carnival ends abruptly with no resolution. Kind of, sort of. So the way he envisioned the show was that it was going to be six seasons long, but with three pairs of seasons. So okay. one and two would be paired, three yeah. and four, and five and six. Oh. And there was going to be significant time jumps in between. Okay. Each pair. Okay. So he finished his first couplet. 
Oh, well, that's kind of interesting. So it leaves you with some resolution, but more questions that could be answered. 100%. If I... This would be a good one to dissect if I do watch it. Maybe yeah. I should think about this one. Okay. We could call it Cutting Open Carnival. Okay. Let's, I'll write that down. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Where do we have for you? Seven. No, nope. I, I just did Carnival. Number six. And for me. Okay. Yeah. I like this one. This is my favorite musical when I'm watching it in a live theater. But I didn't love the movie as much. I'm talking about the most recent Les Miserables. Les Mis is what I say. What do you say? How do you pronounce that second word? Well, so do you know if to, when when you're pronouncing a French word, this is a trick. You want to you want to go hard through the first half and then you kind of trail off. So if, so, Les Miserables. so when I'm talking to a friend about this musical, I'll call it Les Mis. Yeah. But that word is not Mis. So how would you actually Les Miserables? I think. Okay. But I, I think it's supposed to be Les Miserables. Okay. So like you just stop. You just let that second half of the word trail. Have you in. seen Les Mis live? Yeah, it's right. it's amazing. It's it's great. By far my favorite musical. I did you see the what was it 2012 2013? Yeah, with movie? Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah. How, what were your thoughts on that movie? Well, I've only seen it once yeah. from the director of Cats. Oh, is wow. that that the one you're rewatching? I did well, not Cats, but Les Mis. <laughs> yeah, I'm watching the one just from a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. So I last saw it in the theater, and I remember thinking. I, I still like the music. It's just, I, for some reason, it hit me in the same way. Russell Crowe didn't knock it out of the park. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. W- one day more. So, I'm predicting four stars. We'll see what happens. All right. All right. So, now we are at number... No, this is your number six. This was... So, these are all recent editions. If you want... <laughs> you, my number five is the one that we're sharing, so you can dive into that one if you want. Okay. Well, let's do that one first. Conspiracy okay. theory. All right. This is my number five and Ben's number six. With Mel Gibson and Julia Roberts and... Is Richard Donner the director on this? Uh, you check that out while I quickly say at the beginning of this episode, as Ben was trying to find one more, I said, let and me suggest Patrick one. Patrick Stewart, too. Let me suggest one for you. And at first he said no. But when I said this one, you yeah, said Ri- you gave me a surprising yes. So Richard what, Donner is the director. What is it about this movie that that made you feel like, yeah, I could give this a chance again? Well, I love conspiracy theories. Yeah. So I thought maybe this would be fun. And I, I was not coming up with anything better, to be honest. Okay, and I have positive feelings towards this movie. I'm predicting 4.5 stars. That might be going way overboard. But uh, I remember really being into this as a teenager. Three stars. <laughs> Can you tell me what year it came out? Uh, 1994. Oh, Am my I goodness. Right? Nope, 1997. Oh, okay. I, I was like, I saw this in the theater. I did, but No way my mom... Because at 94, I would have been... 12 and i'm sure my mom that dropped me off to see conspiracy theory as a 12 year old right uh so yeah I, w- I went to this in the theater and i've uh probably seen it a couple times since then but now at this point years it's been years since i saw it so all right good i'm glad we can watch that one together all right number four wait no five. that was my five so you're number five american history x oh i hate this movie well i've only seen it once yeah. this would be one you hated Mm-hmm. Is it the part where he curbs yes. somebody's head? That is the oh my gosh, that's the exact scene. I mean, literally, whenever I think of this movie, I think of that scene. Yeah. Oh, that was horrible. That's, it's not a Matt Anderson friendly movie. Wow. No, this is a movie that uh, when I first moved to college, that was something that was kind of exciting is all these roommates who I didn't know prior to college had a bunch of movies on the shelf I'd never seen. So <laughs> I I remember a lot of Saturdays just. Going to see what they had and watching random movies, totally without any knowledge right. of what they're oh, about. I like history. But, no, I, what I like is uh, what's his name, Edward Norton. Mm-hmm. I like Edward Norton, so I thought, okay, I'll check this out. Oh my gosh, I have such bad feelings towards this film. But I was twenty, no, not even 
What well, do I'm you a- think with given given how often you cite gore in a review as a negative? You say, well, I was 20. Do you honestly think you'd feel better about no. it if you revisited it? I have it? no interest in revisiting this one. So, But I'll be interested to hear what you think. What did you predict? Uh, I'm going to predict four stars. All right. All right. Well, on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> my next entry on the list. Well, yours is not American History X. I <laughs> my, thought we shared that one. My next entry on the list is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That is different. <laughs> Which still, it did. You know, I saw it as a, as a kid. I, my mom took me to see it in the theater. It did kind of creep me out. I don't know if you... I've never seen it. Okay. Are there any curb stomp scenes? Not that I remember. Uh, I don't know. As a, It's not for me. I would say this isn't the best kids movie. There's some some things where it kind of crosses more into... This is a cartoon named at adults. Although it was a live action mixed with cartoon. But it's Robert Zemeckis, I think. Yes. Uh, I've had this in my head. This is one of those ones I just had in my head I for a while. I feel like... To revisit. You, you give Robert Zemeckis too much credit for Back to the Future. How could you give him too much credit? Because the rest of his career is crap. I, w- I mean, what about Back to the Future 2 and 3? Okay, I, I'm, I'm going to give you the whole trilogy as a package deal. Okay? <laughs> what about, Take that out. Uh, he, he had a big hit with Romancing the Stone. Never seen it. Okay. Forrest Gump? Uh, no. He also did a movie recently with Brad Pitt called Allied? Is that right? I Allies? Anyways, he did the Polar Express. Polar Express, yeah. See your name in a mole. <laughs> Who framed Roger Rabbit? My number four. I'm guessing four and a half stars. I think I'll like this a lot more as an adult. I think it's possible. I've never seen this since I was a kid. Wow. I mean, in fact, I would almost certainly think that's true. So, I don't, four and a half stars is a big guess for this. Did one. you like Polar Express? No, I didn't actually. I had to pretend I did because I I went on it first date. Uh, was this your first like date? third or fourth date? Yeah. yeah, I had to pretend with your now wife. Yeah, and we went to Perkins and a child threw pancakes at me. <laughs> You've told the story before, and I love it. <laughs> Which I also had to pretend to be okay with. All right, what's number four? Uh, the Mist. I've only seen this once. Frank Darabont. I'm going to predict three stars. It does have one of the most depressing endings of cinema history, which I know I've told you the ending. Uh, you know, I, I think you have, but I don't remember it. Well, I'll tell you, I'll, I'm going to tell it to you again after the credits. Okay, yes, let's do it. Because right. you'll never watch this movie. Uh, I agree. Number three for me, a movie I'm sure you've seen, but I don't believe we've ever talked about, although it kind of fits with our show, The Sci-Fi Christian. It's called Dogma by Kevin Smith. I've never seen it. I don't like Kevin Smith, but this does seem like more of a me movie than a you movie. Yeah, I agree. I saw this in the theater. I remember being intrigued by some of the theological elements. I believe Kevin Smith, now that I think about it, you might not like it, because if I'm remembering correctly... I think he may have either had a Catholic background or had some negative feelings towards the yeah, Catholic. Yeah, I think this movie is fairly blasphemous. Yeah. But enjoy. Thank you. So, Dogma, four and a half stars. Man, but I don't want to go see it without the sacrament of confession, that's I wanna, for sure. If I'm remembering correctly, I last saw this in 2003 or 2004. All right. All right. I could be wrong about that, but that seems right. Now, I'm curious if you've ever heard of this next one. Okay. Because if you haven't, I strongly recommend it. I don't want to. I, I feel like I'm derailing you, but I should have asked. Do you think you'll ever watch Dogma, or does no. knowing that it probably is hard on Catholics no, I, make you not want to watch it? It's not even that. I like I watch stuff that's offensive to me all the time. It doesn't bother me. Well, I guess that's a contradiction. Because do you not like Kevin Smith, or do you I not? don't like Kevin Smith. Okay, I've watched. Not like oh, Kevin Smith's too naughty. I just don't find his movies funny. Okay, sorry. So go ahead. Back to the movie that you don't know if I've seen. I don't even know if you've heard of it. But if you haven't, I strongly recommend it to you. Is this a real recommendation? Yes. Or? Okay. Bubba Hotep. I have heard of it. 
It's about Elvis. Yeah, so Bruce Campbell plays uh, a person who may or may not be Elvis, and he's in a nursing home with somebody who may or may not be JFK. But JFK is played by Ozzie Davis, who it's important to understand for the joke, is black, which is brought up as a point because this guy thinks he's JFK, and his argument is they died me after the <laughs> fake assassination attempt. Very funny. So they, they wind up having to take on a mummy in this movie. So it's okay. a horror comedy. This movie's so good, and I haven't seen it in probably 20 years. Okay. Okay. I so haven't thought about it in a long time, although I have heard of it. Four stars. All right. These are the, the next two entries are the ones I'm most excited to watch, but also the ones I feel like you'll push back on the most. Yeah, probably. So number two is a movie I haven't seen since it was in the theater. It's a part of a franchise I've been slowly working my way through over the last year or so. And so because of that, I thought, okay, if I, I mean, just putting it off for some reason, if I want to wrap up this series and just have my letterbox rankings and ratings complete. You you don't need to be a completionist. I am a completionist. I need to get, I I need to finally get to this. So here it is. Now that I've set the stage, number two for me is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Hallows, Deathly Hallows Part 1. You know, it, it's not as though it's like, oh, why would you watch that? It's just, the Harry Potters, t- to me, the movies at least, they're like the Walmart of movies. It's like you just you just had this giant buildup for, oh, I'm going on a shopping trip. Oh, it's going to be great. And it's Walmart. They have great prices. <laughs> Like, yeah, some people go to Walmart, and it's fine, but nobody should be excited about going to Walmart. So I didn't even put, I was thinking about uh, using two of my entries to do part one and part two, but I thought that might be too far, so I'll just do part one. So that's my number two. I think I have a five-star prediction here. I mean, I've been enjoying the series up till now, and this is the big finale. You don't find the filmmaking a little bland? I mean, if you're saying, do I like the books better, then yeah, I like the books better. No, the filmmaking is bland. I don't have the ratings in front of me, but I think I've mostly been positive towards these films. There's maybe one that I didn't love, but overall... Do you think you happen to like bland movies? I wouldn't say so. Do you think so? I I do, actually. You think that I only like bland movies? No, I don't say only. But I'm able to like across the spectrum. I wouldn't say able. I'd say that you genuinely enjoy... You're like... It's like this. You know, some people... Yeah, no, I know sometimes you joke. I want you to give me no, I am a giving real you my, my analysis. analysis. I, I, okay. This is a real analysis. Okay. So, uh, and I'll use an analogy for cooking. Okay. Like, if you, you know, some people don't season their hamburgers at all or whatever. They just slap the raw meat on the grill and, and that's what they like. Like, you're the type of guy who, yeah, you can enjoy a little seasoning, but for the most part, you're re- when it comes down to it, your preference is... You know, keep it simple. Uh, let's let's not go too wild. A little dash of salt and and slap that puppy on the grill. I I like what you're saying, but give me some real world movie examples. So this would be oh, your sure. bland, this would be your bland example. But what would be like? Okay, sometimes you might like this, but you typically like here are some bland things. Uh, so I'm what would be some spicy things you think I like? Well, that's a good question. Maybe, yeah, maybe we should say seasoned, not yes. spicy. <laughs> Well, I mean, like, you came around to 2001, and I think that you can, and that's probably not, not the perfect example, but I, like, when I think of bland, I think of this kind of prepackaged corporate entertainment. So the MCU. Oh, yeah. The, the rock movies. Oh, I love the rock. They're all very calculated to yeah. appeal to a mass audience. Oh. 
Okay. okay. So it's, it's, they're extraordinarily bland. They don't take any real risks. Whatever risks and stakes they try and provide to you are very calculated and they're not actually there. You know, it's the illusion of stakes without the actual existence of them. It's all calculated to appeal to you and get you to come back to the next one. And I think, and I'm not even giving a judgment, that's just by and large the type of entertainment you like. It seems a little bit like a judgment, but I, I'm all, well, I, I can live there, with it. I do have a judgment about it. I just didn't give it. I think we all got it. <laughs> so then what, what kind of seasoning films do you think I like? You said 2001, but I mean... If you're saying sometimes I like Sydney, where are yeah, some that, examples? That's you're a good example. Of? Uh, gosh, I don't know. Uh, don't go to Letterbox if you can't think of them. Let's just pass. Okay. So I know that we're not literally talking about food, but I will add, and I think you'll be interested to hear this before you start scanning through my movies. Yeah. In real life, when I'm eating food, I, you know, a lot of people have like salt and pepper at their table. Yeah. I have never in my whole life used salt as like a seasoning. Well, so you can imagine you I probably don't use other seasonings either. I mean. When I say I have never in my whole life, I mean it's not something. Sure, there's been salt on things I've eaten, but I don't. I've never, as far as I can remember, went over, reached, and grabbed the salt shaker and put that on my food. As far as I remember, I'll, I I have eaten lots of salt if it was put on there for me by right. whoever's preparing the but food. But you don't season your food. I don't. I don't salt my food, or uh, definitely not pepper. But I mean, yeah, uh, pepper's right out. <laughs> okay, here's a good example, and I think it illustrates both sides of it. You gave four and a half stars to Parasite. Mm-hmm. Parasite is definitely not a bland, prepackaged for a wide American audience mm-hmm. type of movie. But I also think, like going back to our discussion, you liked it, but there was also, it was like, ah, it's not quite there. Yeah. It's kind of what you're describing. You went over to my house and I put not just salt and pepper, I... Well, gosh darn it, I reached for the Lowry's, and I, I sprinkled a little of that on, on that steak. I don't steak. even know what that is. Exactly. And you were like, you know, I, I what do it. Lo- what's Lowry's? It's a seasoning. Okay. It's a, you've never you've never used, no, you know, you you don't like to grill generally. I think we yeah. know why. Um, it's because you don't put any flavor into it. Um, you know, and I, man, this is so weird. I know we're not supposed to be talking about food, but I don't actually, do you know I don't like spicy food yeah. in general? yeah. All right, I'm just looking hey. through here. There's a bunch of examples of this, like Lady Bird. You gave four stars to. Yeah. That's another one where you're. It's it's it, you. There's enough there that you enjoyed it, but it goes a little too far outside those comfort mm-hmm. prepackaged boundaries. Logan, you gave four stars to because that's like the perfect example because it literally is still that corporate product, but they actually took a risk. It's like McDonald's has seasoning day. Oh, we're gonna make it really <laughs> spicy today. Yeah, no, this is this is great. Uh, if I was thinking of real examples, I think like, um, you know, you do it like you do like something like uh, Tree of Life. You enjoyed a lot. Uh, Seven Samurai, uh, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, that type of thing. You know, Seven Samurai. That's when I should have put on this list because I've only yeah. watched it once with you. That was yeah. five years ago now, I think. All right, so I think we've talked enough about food and seasoning. Meanwhile, and well, my like, can I extend and- the analogy one more? Yeah, one more step. This will be it. So people think, well, Ben. What about James Bond? Because you love James Bond. Uh, James Bond, that's like, you know, I like the guy who turns his nose up to fast food. But I do have that one burger on the McDonald's menu that I, I just love. Okay. Yeah. See. Everybody gets one. All right, Ben. What is your number two? My number two is Christopher Priest's novel, The Separation. 
Ah, another book. I we should stop titling these rewatch. Yeah. Sorry about that. I guess you're reading words is watching words in some ways. That's true. That is true. <laughs> All right, the separation. Tell me about it. Uh it's it's a World War II alternate nested timeline novel. I I should know this because I like time travel, but I don't know what nested timeline means. Stories within stories, alternate timelines within alternate timelines. You've read enough Christopher Priest yeah, where you know how meta he can be. Oh, yeah. So things like that. Okay. So I like to ask this question every now and then when something intrigues me. Would you recommend yeah, this book to I, me? I think you've liked enough Christopher okay. Priest. Yeah. I, and he is a spicy burger. I wish I could remember the book I just loved by him that was about, like, it's the same guy by having two... It's it's either the glamour or I know no, what one you're talking that, about. It wasn't the glamour. The affirmation or something. Yeah, maybe the affirmation. That sounds maybe right. Okay. Well, we'll move on. All right. You ready for my number one? Yeah. This could be the biggest surprise on my list. Uh-oh. But you'll be... I think when I name it, at first you're going to be like, why is this on your list? But then I want to tell you up front, I've only seen this movie two times. Once in the theater and once with you. Okay. I, I've been working my way through this series so much so, so slowly that you've made fun of me on the show numerous times when I say I'm in the middle of watching this. Okay. Do you know what it is yet? No. My number one is The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Oh, wow. The, yeah, I The last surprised. time I watched this movie was 10 years ago with you. And before that, it was, you know, five or six years ago. No, even longer. I mean, I've, it came out in 2003, right? Yeah. So I watched this movie in 2003, then in 2011, and never again. My goodness. So, and and like I said. You are watching this series incorrectly, though. Like, you should not space them out. It is, I mean, now it's been, there, there's months in between my viewings. But if you think back to when Maybe they were originally years. released. No, it's been over the course of the last year or so. But if you think back when they originally came out, it was one per year. So it's, I'm doing it faster than that. Okay. But I gotta knock this out. I've, I've been interested in it. I just got to do it. I have been doing the extended editions. I, I, I'll be happy that now that it's on the list, I'm finally going to finish The Lord of the Rings again. Well, congratulations. Thank you. What is your number one? Well, it's not much of a number one, but Alien 3. I've only oh, ever no. seen it once. This is Wait, is this the worst one? No, oh, Alien fours? Resurrection. Okay. I've just always been curious to watch it again. Okay. Good. No, that's fine. So I, I want to read off the five that I came up with on the fly and... You tell me how you think I did. American History X, mm-hmm. The Mist, Bubba Hotep, The Separation, Alien 3. Uh, definitely Bubba Hotep. It seemed like you're very interested in that. I'm glad you brought up Christopher Priest because I might read that book now. Uh, the Mist, I feel like... That was an easy grab. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I, for some reason, that one feels like one that... I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be your top choice. I could see you liking American History X because I hated it. What else did you say? Alien, Alien 3. 3. That's a surprise, but I like when you throw in things that are just slightly pop so culture. I, I mean, I think I did really good. Do you want to hear some of the movies that didn't make the list that were close to being on the list? Yeah, I have none that didn't make my list. <laughs> yeah. I was really close to putting on on the uh, movie Spy Game. Was oh, this yeah, Robert Redford Robert. and uh, Brad right. Pitt? Yep. Uh, I also have been wanting to rewatch this movie based on a Bible story called Exodus, Gods and Kings. This is a good movie. I like this one. I want to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since 2014 in the theater. Uh, I'm interested in rewatching Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds. I think that would be also Steven Spielberg, possibly. It is. Uh, you brought up Logan, but I haven't seen since my bachelor party, The Wolverine. Yeah, it's and probably I'm best to keep interested in rewatching way. that. Uh, I was thinking about the Expendables, but I took it off the list because you and I have this plan to someday 
excavate the expendables or whatever we were gonna yeah. say. No, it was uh, we had a different Expand. word. Expand, expanding on the expendables. So yeah, we have we're gonna do that series eventually. So I'm waiting for you. Daredevil, the director's cut. I've I haven't seen Daredevil in 15 or more years. I've never seen the director's cut. You don't happen to have that, do you? I do. I might need a, maybe I'll borrow that one from you because uh, I've never seen the director's cut. I, don't I know think how to the find case it. is a little sticky. <laughs> just not, <laughs> just because it's like I like I found it in my car. It had been there for for you know like two years or something. Why? Because I was gonna take it. To, <laughs> I was gonna take it to half price books, and then I put it on my list for a couple ones of these ago. Oh really? And, so did you rewatch this for? Yeah. A, oh, list a couple yeah. years ago. Okay. Yeah, but for whatever reason, the case uh, came through the car a little little sticky. So then you couldn't bring it to half price books, or you just felt no. Weird? I just no. I I once I decided I was gonna watch it, I I just kept it. And then once I watched Daredevil, I just want you to know when you get, when you deliver it to me. I feel like if if you're gonna loan somebody something that is sticky. And it's not supposed to be like that's not the natural state. I feel like it's good manners to give them a heads up. <laughs> this item is going to be sticky when you're <laughs> so be surprised. <laughs> I just that that's just good manners. Okay. Well, once once I finish Daredevil, yeah, I'd also like to rewatch Jennifer Garner's Electra. Oh, I thought you're. I don't know why, but for some reason, I thought you were going to say thirteen going on thirty. <laughs> Uh, and then this one I know you're gonna hate, and I, I don't know why I'm interested in it. It's it's like uh, what's it? What do they say? Guilty, ple- yeah. guilty. What's it called? Guilty pleasure. Yeah, guilty pleasure. That's what I really liked the Da Vinci Code book, Ugh. and I did see the movie, but I barely really remember it. I'm I've just been interested in rewatching the movie. But so I know you're anti Da Vinci Code. I'm anti Dan Brown. Yeah. I feel like that should be a litmus test on if you have good taste. Oh, dang, because I like the book. I've only read that. I haven't read a lot of Dan Brown, but I did read The Da Vinci Code. Uh, they did a Dan Brown on 372 pages. And, oh, which one did they do? Uh, Digital Fortress. Oh, I thought about that one after I read The Da Vinci Code. I never did it is, read it. It is garbage. Okay. And as you said, you don't have any, any runners up. Is that right? No. All right. Well, Ben, I'm going to hit that music. All right. Then I'm going to spoil the ending of The Mist. Yo, we... I think we do this every now and then, but typically the episode where we give our... Oh, no. This is the one that's longer. No. Yeah. No, no, last episode's yeah. a little longer. We went longer in this episode that's than we did crazy. where we gave our actual reviews. We had a lot of commentary here tonight. Well, listeners, thanks for joining us. Like Ben said, we'll still be back after the music for some missed spoilers. But for now, that's all from here. I'm Matt Anderson. I'm Ben DiPono. Yeah, we're the Sapphire Christians signing off. Uh, speaking of things being sticky, I uh, every now and then I'll just text people. Sticky, sticky, sticky. You'll just text those words? Yeah. And it really weirds them out. I can see why. Yeah. Well, like, I usually when you say I text people, you're usually talking about your coworkers. So right. you're, you're texting coworkers the word sticky. Yeah. Uh, okay. I would like to get the coworkers on the show sometime just to see, like... They've been on the Owl Buddy me, Hour. You, I want to ask them some questions. You tell me a lot of stories about them. You seem to think they're pretty funny, but what do they feel <laughs> when you make them do things? And Irrelevant. I can't mention it here. Irrelevant, but the uncensored feed features lots of stories about your coworkers and you. Right. And, uh, okay. Well, Ben, tell me about the mist. Uh, so at the end of the mist, well, so the setup of the mist is that there's this mist, and <laughs> it's killing people, right? <laughs> and well, monsters come out of the mist, like oh. there's H.P. Lovecraft esque interdimensional do monsters. You know, I guess we're doing spoilers. So can I just ask, where does the mist come from? 
Uh, unknown. Okay. Or maybe it's known, but I don't re- remember in the movie. So the, the book ends with the remaining survivors, because most of the, the book and movie take place in the supermarket. So the remaining survivors get in a car. Okay. And they drive out into the mist because the supermarket's been compromised. They drive into the mist? Yeah. They just give up? No, they're like looking for help. So they're, they're, they know that they're not going to be safe where they are. We're going to get in the car. We'll be safe as long as we're in the car. We're going to drive and just try and drive our way out of this. And, and that, that's where the book ends. So to you, was that a good ending for a it's book? It's supposed to be ambiguous. Like okay. you can think, do they make it? So the movie takes that and it has a definite ending. Which is that they run out of gas, and they are still in the mist. Not good. More than that, they hear uh, sounds of very large monsters coming towards them. And so there's four of them in in the car. There's a couple of guys. There's his girlfriend or ex-wife or whatever she is. I don't remember what she is, but it's like she fills that type of role in the plot. And then there's a kid. And they have a gun with three bullets. And... The, the dad like guy is like, well, you know, if the mist gets here, they all agree we're going to be tortured, just an in incredible pain. So the only thing to do is kill ourselves at this point to spare ourselves this torture that's going to happen in a few seconds otherwise. But they only have three bullets. So the dad nobly agrees to be left behind. Bang, bang, bang. The monsters come through the mist and it's the U.S. military they solved it. They've defeated the mist. And oh, my gosh. It's like the most depressing ending of a movie ever. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I, It's so awful. I know you've told me about this before, and I must have put that out of my mind. because that, that's... Isn't that just terrible? Yes. And so he's saved, and the movie ends with him screaming. Oh, no. Wow. Okay, well, I guess Yikes. that's the note we're going to end on tonight. Do you have any funny stories you could share quickly? Any, any, I mean, not anything appropri- appropriate. No. Okay, so, yes. Okay, we were thinking the same thing, not in the same way. All right, everybody. Well, see you in twelve months or less for what we thought about these ten to twenty movies. Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>